The civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s was pivotal in fostering equitable treatment for black people. However, it did not bring enough to quash systemic inequities. The plight for change continues today. The Black Lives Matter movement is at the forefront. This podcast looks at yesteryear's civil rights movement and parallels today's continuing quest for racial equity. This is the Intelligentsia 21C podcast. This is Intelligentsia 21C, lifting racial equity. Welcome to the podcast with your host, Reginald Jones. Time is always ripe to do right. Now is the time, now is the time to lift our national policy from the quicksand of racial injustice to the solid rock of human dignity. Now is the time, now is the time, now is the time, now is the time, now is the time. For black people, the quest for freedom and equity has been long fought. Movements, starting with rebellions of the enslaved seeking freedom, documented from the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, to yesteryear's seminal civil rights fights, and now the Black Lives Matter movement, are all a continuum for ushering a more just, equitable society. Now is still the time, the time to push further for racial justice. The 50s and 60s stand as important for civil rights gains. Martin Luther King Jr., who emerged as the audacious leader of the period, along with others, was ever present to protest circumstances and places where injustice was ripe to be highlighted and primed for action. The movement brought presence to issues of injustice and organized actions that created tension. Necessary tension. Key events. 1955, the Montgomery bus boycott. 1963, the Birmingham campaign. 1966, the Chicago Freedom Movement. 1968, the Memphis Movement. In all these, pressure was relentless until some level of satisfactory resolve was achieved. Life was always at stake and ultimately lost. But there were victories. Montgomery, after 381 days, more than a year, The Montgomery bus boycott resulted in the Supreme Court ruling segregation on public buses unconstitutional, cutting early barriers to transportation access. Birmingham, removal of white-only and black-only signs from public facilities, desegregated lunch counters, and a job improvement plan for black people. Chicago, an agreement by the local real estate agents to adhere to the city's fair housing ordinance, opening housing opportunities in metropolitan Chicago. Memphis, where King lost his life to an assassin's bullet, union recognition, and wage increases, and reparations of sort, even as late as 2017 to surviving workers. The Memphis movement actually launched the struggle for economic equality. I concur with University of Virginia professor Kevin Gaines, who noted that from a victory perspective, these actions were effective. Gaines is the University of Virginia's inaugural Julian Bond Professor of Civil Rights and Social Justice. Responding to questions from the university's journal, UVA Today, Gaines says, These actions brought about the demise of state-supported racism in the South. 
He goes on further to say, they made the United States a more liberal democracy in which black people could better participate. Though, as we know today, the outcomes weren't optimal. Some have even eroded over time. The Voting Rights Act is now under attack. However, all can be remembered as galvanizing public support for racial justice. There remains so much to be done. Given tough circumstances that continue today to weigh on black people, from police brutality to health care disparities prominently displayed with COVID-19 and other continuing socioeconomic inequities, now is still the time for a sustained press toward greater racial equity. Follow Intelligentsia 21C Topics on social media, Intelligentsia 21C on Facebook, Intel 21C on Twitter. For more, including blog posts, visit on the web, Intelligentsia21C.com. So in this moment of continuing inequities, we have Black Lives Matter, who has emerged to constitute our most prominent player rallying for social change. Black Lives Matter brings a new form from yesteryear's civil rights movement. It's charged by black female power and more widely engages grassroots community-level participation. McKellar Brown, a spokesman for the Baltimore Bloc, one of the group's partner organizations, said in a statement to Time magazine, We seek radical transformation, not reactionary reform, and an overall means to hold elected leaders accountable. Black Lives Matter protests have taken place across all 50 states, in towns and cities of all sizes. On any given day, multiple rallies and vigils occurred in places like New York City, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and other major metropolitan areas. Last year, the New York Times reported that Black Lives Matter may be the largest movement in U.S. history. Certainly, the movement has shown strong in immediate aftermaths of police misconduct against black lives. Tuned in to the moment with large crowds displaying disgust, reacting to the hard circumstances of police brutality. The issue of police brutality is still a hot one. However, it seems the protest tension is in repose and the actions as well. Might response be caught in the political sea change that just occurred, waiting now for a promise to be delivered? The African-American community stood up again for me. You've always had my back, and I'll have yours. Hmm, we should keep a scorecard. Remember Martin Luther King Jr.'s statement? We know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Now, not to call Biden an oppressor, but the U.S. system has been oppressive. With a new breed of leadership steeped in youth, for sure not so connected to the church or as institutionalized as yesteryear's civil rights movement, Black Lives Matter has nevertheless shown incredible momentum. When we look back at the movement of the late 50s and 60s, it was church-based, involving churchmen who ushered their congregants to be willing movement workers, organizing them and acclimating them to the principles of nonviolent action. This was the philosophy espoused by King. The Black Lives Matter movement carries a different organizing premise, 
with roots in the philosophy of Ella Baker. You see, Baker criticized professionalized, charismatic leadership. She promoted grassroots organizing, radical democracy, and the ability of the oppressed to understand their worlds and advocate for themselves. Baker's philosophy was power to the people, urging activists to take control of the movement themselves rather than rely on a leader with a heavy feet of clay. This was widely interpreted as denunciation of King. Baker argued against the civil rights movement being structured along the organizational model of the black church. The black church then had female membership and male leadership. Baker questioned not only the gender hierarchy of the civil rights movement, but also that of the black church. Just to go a little bit further, in the 1960s, the idea of participatory democracy became popular among political advocates, including those in the civil rights movement. It took the traditional appeal of democracy and added direct citizen participation. We see with the Black Lives Matter movement, the influence of decentralization, autonomy at local levels. Black Lives Matter has also taken on a more central focus, that of injustice by the police on the lives of black men and women as well. The yesteryear civil rights movement looked to take on the myriad of social economic policies that barred black people from living the American mantra of equal opportunity for all. It was a huge lift that left unfinished business, particularly economic injustice. Let's note with that police brutality, the police brutality that Black Lives Matter is calling out today. You see, the problem of police brutality against black people has existed for decades. King struggled with it and was victim to it. Though pervasive, it was mostly hidden from public scrutiny. With the rise of social media, worldwide dissemination of visuals showing unconscionable acts of power abuse by law enforcement has raised public awareness, bolstering the Black Lives Matter purpose for police reform. What does Black Lives Matter seek to achieve? Prominent is its call to defund the police. Now, let's not panic here. This is not a call to abolish policing, but reform of practice for sure, and reallocating funds to communities to support programs that can improve social and economic conditions. Related is its call for passing the BREATHE Act, now in Congress. Now, I've seen this measure referred to as the modern-day civil rights legislation. The BREATHE Act is actually a radical approach to public safety and community investment. As Black Lives Matter says, the BREATHE Act paints a vision of a world where Black Lives Matter through investments in housing, education, health, and environmental justice. It's worth mentioning here that for its cause, Black Lives Matter has amassed significant resources, certainly far greater than ever available to support yesteryear's civil rights work. Black Lives Matter just released its impact report. It gives a bottom line figure of raising $90 million last year. Just like it was with yesteryear's civil rights movement, there have been attacks from within the Black Lives Matter movement and its loosely associated groups, calling for fund accountability and disbursement of more monies to the field where the work is happening. Recently, the father of Michael Brown and other activists from Ferguson, Missouri, have demanded financial support from Black Lives Matter after the organization released its impact report. 
Michael Brown Sr., whose son was fatally shot by a white police officer in August 2014, along with the other activists who helped propel the movement, want $20 million from the group to help their community. He says on the heels of the release of the impact report, how could you leave the families who are helping the community without any funding? The police shooting of Michael Brown certainly sparked months of unrest in Ferguson and actually helped solidify the National Black Lives Matter movement. As noted, the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s suffered its share of criticism and infighting, just as going down with today's Black Lives Matter movement. Subscribe to the Intelligentsia 21C podcast. Rate and review the podcast. Share it too. Intelligentsia 21C, lifting racial equity. So we've taken a bit of a journey together on this podcast, looking at today's Black Lives Matter movement and its continuing effort towards racial justice, building on the civil rights movement of yesteryears. The civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s had strong leadership. Its organizing was effective, its strategies powerful, and the actions strong. Not without critics, Martin Luther King Jr. appeared as the key leader. There were others, also strong in courage to fight. Remember John Lewis? And let us not forget the courageous women, not often mentioned, Parks, Baker, Hamer, among others. All of yesteryear's movement figures were dynamic. They recognized the issues and moved in time with actions to get resolve. Life was always at stake, and we know ultimately lost for the cause. We see the Black Lives Matter movement working under a different premise than the faith-based centered organizing of the earlier civil rights movement. There's new breed leadership, female-dominated too. It's decentralized from the church. It promotes grassroots ownership that guides action in places they know. This has advantages and challenges as well. It bears watching that the looser affiliations do not become problematic for the central Black Lives Matter organization. The purpose is clear, too, more narrowly focused, having at the forefront police brutality against black lives, a systemic problem long in line to resolve. Even acknowledging that black people are shot and killed at disproportionate rates by the police. Statistical research is showing 16 fatal shootings of black people already in the first two months of this year. Is the demand to defund the police a stretch? Maybe so. Nevertheless, the time is now for a hard press on police reform. We can't be afraid of bringing tension with protests to the horrible acts of ill-acting law enforcers. Applying pressure is key. Keeping up the demand and protests, not waiting for politicos to get it done for us, but keeping the matter visible in their face, not letting the issue slip in priority ranking for resolve. Social media, now so prominent a tool for rallying support for the cause, proves a huge factor in this period of activism for justice. I say, let it resonate, showing the problem and calling out those in positions to do something with expediency. Now, the highly visible effort for civil rights must be supported by everybody who wants a more just and fair society. 
Thank you for listening to the Intelligentsia 21Z podcast. Be a part of the Intelligentsia 21Z circle. Lend your voice. Intelligentsia 21Z on Facebook. Intel 21Z on Twitter. And on the web, Intelligentsia21Z.com. Have a blog post? Submit it for consideration to mail at Intelligentsia21Z.com. Join again for the next Intelligentsia 21Z podcast. Intelligentsia 21Z, lifting racial equity. The excerpt of Martin Luther King Jr.'s reading from the letter from the Birmingham Jail is from King Resources at the Martin Luther King Jr. Research and Education Institute, Stanford University.